As you're looking for the opportunities online, are you forgetting about the opportunities right in your own backyard? You're a voice actor. You're an entrepreneur. You're a VOpreneur. Welcome to the Everyday VOpreneur Podcast, your guide through the business of voiceover. Your number one marketing tool is your voiceover demos. When you're posting them online, you want to be sure they're playable on any device and with any browser. The Voice Sam Player does exactly that. Sign up at msvo.me slash msvoicesam and receive three months of Voice Sam for the price of one. Sign up now at msvo.me slash msvoicesam. The Veopreneur Podcast. Hey, it doesn't suck. Not as funny as Conan. Not as cute as Seth Meyers. Not as smart as Colbert. But he's one of us, and that counts for something. Here's Mark Scott, the original everyday Veopreneur. Hello and welcome to another episode of the Everyday Veopreneur Podcast, your guide through the business of voiceover. I'm Mark Scott, and we are going to be talking about local marketing today, which is something that I think is absolutely important, and it's something that I think sometimes gets missed in the online marketplace. Before we dive into this week's episode, I want to say thank you for subscribing wherever fine podcasts are given away for free. That way you're never going to miss an episode of the Everyday Veopreneur podcast. You can subscribe and leave reviews. I love it when you leave reviews. Apple Podcasts, Google Play, Spotify, Stitcher, Podbean. And don't forget, you can listen to any episode anytime by going online at veopreneur.com. So one of the things that is incredible about the internet is that it literally has opened up a global marketplace as far as the voiceover industry is concerned. Now that everybody has studios in their home, we have the ability to record for anyone at any given time. It's so much different than it used to be not so many years ago when you had to live in a city and you had to go to a studio to record and, and all of that sort of stuff. Now you've got the studio in your basement or your spare bedroom or your closet or maybe you've got a studio in an outbuilding that you've built at your home and you've got an internet connection that literally opens up a global marketplace of unlimited potential and possibilities. And while we are surfing through all of those possibilities online, from casting sites, from doing our own direct marketing, from relationships that we're building on social media, sometimes I wonder whether or not we're forgetting about the opportunities that exist right in our own backyard. You know, when we go to do shopping now, we default to Amazon. We, we just automatically go online. When we want to listen to the radio, we default to Spotify and sometimes don't even listen to our own local radio stations anymore. We've almost forgotten about this community that exists right around us. And within that community, there's the potential for a lot of different opportunities. And depending on the town or the city or the community that you live in, there may not be a whole lot of competition either. And to prove that point, I recently had to go to my local chamber of commerce to renew my membership. And when I walked in, there were a couple of new ladies that were working in the office. The chamber over the last several months has gone through quite a few changes, staff changing, location changing, all of that stuff. And so I thought it would be nice to go in and meet some people and have some conversations and check out the new office space. Anyway, as I'm filling out my renewal form and having conversations about them and what they're planning to do and new direction of the chamber and all of that sort of stuff, one of them pointed out that, you know what, you're the only voice actor that we have on the chamber and we have 700 and some odd businesses listed 
in our local chamber of commerce. So that's one of the reasons why I think that it's so important to not forget the local community. Now, if you live in New York or L.A. or Chicago or, you know, if you live in Dallas, Texas, or if you live in Atlanta, Georgia, or major cities like that, maybe you're not going to be the only voice actor. But you might only be one of a handful. Or maybe you're the only one that actually has thought to go out and get plugged into the local community. But maybe you live in a little bit smaller town. And maybe you are the only voice actor. And that means a lot less competition than trying to compete with agents and online casting and doing your own marketing. Now, don't get me wrong. I'm not saying that you need to skip out on agents and online casting and doing your own marketing. What I'm saying, though, is opening up yourself to the possibilities that might exist right within your local community becomes another source of an income stream for you. It becomes diversification of your voiceover portfolio, which I think is really important. You don't want to have all of your eggs in one basket. You don't want to have all of your work coming from one location, from one particular client, from one particular casting site. You've got to spread out so that there's always going to be opportunities there. That way, if the casting sites run dry or, you know, change the membership rules or whatever, you're not just giving up your business because you've got other avenues to find voiceover work. So I want you to think about the local community. And that is what this episode is all about. And it stems from a conversation that took place in the Facebook group where a lot of these podcasts are inspired from. You can go to facebook.com forward slash groups forward slash theopreneur. And I wanted people to tell me about a time that they booked a job right within their local community. And I got some really, really cool stories. And I think that by the time you get through the end of this episode, you're going to be inspired to look at your own community in a totally different way. And I think it might open up some opportunities for you as well. Now, I want to start off with a story from Rick McIver, who did something that a lot of people may not think about, hosting the local Pinewood Derby. Now, for those of you that don't know, this is something that's really popular in scouting. And you would probably think, well, how could that possibly open me up to voiceover opportunities? Well, I think after you hear Rick's story, it's all going to make sense. Every year, I volunteer to emcee my kids' Cub Scout Pinewood Derby. It's this fun event where kids get to build a small wooden car, and then they put it on a track and race it to see who's the fastest. It's a lot of fun. You know, the kids are great. It takes a couple of hours on a Saturday morning, and when it's all over, everybody leaves with a smile. At the beginning of every race, I always do this over-the-top, welcome race fans, big cheesy thing. It always gets a big reaction. You know, the kids get all excited. It's a ton of fun. My wife was working concessions, selling coffee and donuts. And it just so happened that when I launched into the big cheesy announcer voice, there was a woman there getting coffee, and she's like, who's that? So my wife told her, you know, I was a voice actor. Well, it was her son's first year as a Cub Scout, so she had never heard me do this before. Turns out she's a local creative director, and she was looking for an over-the-top game show host voice for a project she was pitching. <laughs> she found me after the event was over, and we chat a little bit, and she hires me. The next day, she sends me the script, I record it, send it back, and bam, it was pretty out of the blue. So now, every opportunity that I get to work with the school, to help present, to help host a fundraiser, whatever it is, I am all over it. Because you never know who's listening. One of the lines that I repeat over and over and over 
whether it is in social media or in the trainings that I do when I speak at conferences, I'm constantly trying to drive home the point that everything you do is marketing. Everything. We tend to think about marketing as, you know, sending out some emails or doing some online casting or something like that. But absolutely everything that you do is marketing. Every time you put yourself out there, it's marketing. And that could be through what you post on social media. It all becomes marketing. It could be wearing a voiceover t-shirt as you're walking down the street or at the local grocery store and somebody asks you, hey, what's voiceover? Or it could be hosting the Pinewood Derby and being that voice that the right person in the crowd hears. What a great story from Rick. And it just goes to show that you never know. There are people in your community that need voiceover for a lot of different things. And being the voice of that Pinewood Derby might be what gets you in front of them. So I want you to think about some of the different ways that you could potentially put yourself in that kind of a situation. And maybe that's volunteering for the local Pinewood Derby in your community, just like Rick did. Maybe it's volunteering for a charity or a church, an institution, an organization that you can be the voice of an event, a fundraiser, a gala, an awards event, or something like that. But giving yourself an opportunity to get your voice heard by the crowd because you never know who is in that crowd listening. When you think about the local community, what you have to remember is that all of the business owners, all of the decision makers, all of the people who could potentially benefit from your voiceover, chances are they're plugged into the local community the same way that you are, which means that some of them, by law of averages, are going to be at some of the same events that you are. And so if you have a way to get yourself heard in the crowd like Rick did, like I said, you never know who might be listening. The other thing that I want you to think about when you're thinking about your local community, who are the people that you already know? Listen to this story from Andrew W. Barkley. So I worked for almost a decade in various roles at a local pub, the kind of place with a great atmosphere and great regulars. One of those regulars was just a dream customer, polite to everyone, never caused a ruckus, and was overall just a good person. Unlike many of our regulars, however, he ran his own independent marketing company and, like myself, was very much a gear junkie. We'd frequently geek out across the bar about his new gear purchases for his business. Cameras, drones, software, you name it, we'd geek out over it. Sure, we'd talk sports and weather and all that normal bar fare, but nerding out over technology certainly wasn't a conversation that he could have with just any bartender around town. Eventually, however, I had to say my farewells to the tap handles and the cocktail shakers. A few months later, though, I get a text from the guy asking if I could help him out with a gear problem. He was setting up a client's podcast and couldn't quite get a part of the signal chain worked out for an interview with an off-site guest. Once I got my head around the issue, we sorted it out in less than an hour without him spending a ton of money. And during the testing phase, he asked why my end sounded so good. I explained that we'd been testing our connection using my studio, informing him that since I'd left the nightlife, I'd started my own voiceover business. Of course, he dropped the usually dismissive line that he'd keep me in mind the next time he needed something voiced. But would you believe it? True to his word, not a week later, he emailed me a script and a fair rate for one of his client's new radio spots. Like I said, he's just a good person and even now, 
two years out from sitting across the bar from each other, he's a dream customer. I'm going to guess if I were to do a show of hands of how many people were bartenders who have since got connected with a producer from their bartending days, Andrew might be the only one that puts his hand up. But at the same time, if I were to ask how many people listening to this podcast right now have worked in a service industry where they've had ongoing interactions with regular customers, and do you know what all of those regular customers do for a living? Now I think there's going to be a few more hands going up and a few more people scratching their head and trying to think about that one. Maybe you've been a bartender, and maybe you've been interacting with people who make decisions that could potentially benefit from voiceover, and you didn't even think about it. Maybe you've worked in a restaurant as a waiter, waitress, a hostess, and you've had regular interactions with people, and maybe you even know that these are business people, business owners, entrepreneurs, decision makers, but you just never thought about reaching out to them in the past. So as you are thinking about opportunities to market yourself in your local community, one of the things that I want you to think about is who is already in your network? Who are the people that you have relationships with that you didn't even clue in that they might benefit from your voiceover services? And it could start with your friends and family. Do you have any family members who run businesses in your town? Do you have any friends who run businesses in your town? Do you have any family members or friends who are integral parts of businesses within your town? Do you have any family or friends who could make referrals because of the businesses that they work at? Do you have any family or friends who could say, you know what, this is the name of the person that you need to get in touch with at such and such a company because they might be the one that makes a decision about voiceover. And then you expand it out from there. Who are the people that you're hanging out with? Who are the people in your church? Who are the people that participate in the same service clubs that you participate in? Who are the people that are, you know, the other parents that are on the same teams and go to the same dance studios as, as your kids? You know, you're, you're sitting at the hockey arena every weekend because your kids are playing hockey. Have you ever thought about what any of those other parents do and whether any of those other parents might be business owners, somebody that could benefit from your voiceover services? Have you thought about who's sitting in the dance studio? Have you thought about who you play baseball or other sports with and the people that are on your team or the people that are in your league. After listening to Andrew's story, I'm hoping that you are going to be inspired to look at your network from a different perspective, to look at your network with a fresh set of eyes, to start going through your Facebook friends list and figuring out who are the people in my Facebook friends list that could potentially benefit from my voiceover services. Who are the people that I've connected with locally on LinkedIn that could potentially benefit from my voiceover services? Or who are the people on my Facebook friends list or who are the people in my LinkedIn network that can connect me to people who could benefit from my voiceover services? These are the things that I want you to think about because they can open you up to some really great opportunities. And if there's one thing that local business owners enjoy doing, it's business with other local business owners. And so you've already got a foot in the door without even realizing it. And while we are talking about examining the people who are in your network, Amy Roach has a really great story to tell. I don't find it easy to market myself to people I know, but life has shown me how important it is and sometimes how easy it can be. I worked in the financial industry for many years. 
When I started my new career as a voiceover artist, I felt like my business contacts were obsolete. All of those LinkedIn connections were for a past life and wouldn't help me now. During my time at the bank, I made a lot of lifelong friends who I continue to keep in touch with. Of course, I told them about my new career, but more anecdotally than to seek out potential clients. I find it interesting to look at the small events in our lives that lead to bigger things. While working at the bank, we merged with another bank, and I was part of the team of employees from both banks that worked to combine the customer and account data. There was a young woman from the other bank who I became good friends with during that time. When I left the bank, she and I continued our friendship and kept in touch. Sometime later, she left the bank also to become the chief information officer of a new bank that was being formed. She had a national firm that she worked with on things like branding the bank and advertising. As things progressed and it was time to install a phone system, this company was ready to find a voiceover talent from their roster to record the greetings, on-hold messaging, and voicemail messaging. My friend remembered what I told her about my new career, so she told them that she had someone local she wanted to use. She reached out to me to see if I was interested, and just like that, the bank had a voiceover artist they already knew and trusted, and I had a great new client. Where I live, most people have no idea what a voiceover artist is, so the usual small talk about the weather and what you do for a living opens up some great opportunities for me to talk about what I do. I was at an open house at a neighbor's house recently and was chatting with someone about what we both do for a living when another woman interrupted, saying she had overheard me saying something about voice recording. She's in the process of starting her own therapy business and is planning to do a podcast, so she asked if I would be able to record the intro for her podcast. Of course I said I could. We exchanged information, and I'm hopeful that this will turn into another new client. When I think about marketing myself locally, it can really seem intimidating and formal, when really, a big piece of it is just staying connected to people I know and having conversations. Amy was friends with somebody who became the CEO of a new bank and hired her for IVR. That's a relationship that already existed, but Amy was smart enough to think about all of the relationships that she had and figuring out if there's ways that she could add value to those relationships through her voiceover services. One of the questions that I get asked all the time is, when I'm starting my new career, voiceover, do I delete my LinkedIn history, or do I start a brand new LinkedIn profile? And I always say, absolutely not. Because all of those things that are in your LinkedIn profile, all of those previous job experiences, all of those previous courses that you've taken, and absolutely your network that already exists, it's all part of your story. That's all part of what makes you who you are. That's all part of what you bring to the table that other people don't. I talk about the unique value proposition in the voiceover marketing playbook and really helping people to dive into Discovering what their unique value proposition is. Well, part of your unique value proposition is the past experiences and the past skills that you bring to the table because those can become relevant in future opportunities. And that includes the network from your past lives. Are there companies that you've worked for in the past that use voiceover, but you didn't even think about reaching out to them to ask them if they could benefit from your voiceover services? Because who would they want to work with more than somebody they already know they can trust? Somebody they already have a relationship with. And so it's really important not to just forget about your past life when you're starting your new career in voiceover, but rather to look at your past life 
and determine whether or not there's ways that you can leverage that into opportunities for your new career in voiceover. Always be aware of the people that are in your network. Always be thinking about the relationships that you already have and how you can nurture and develop those relationships. Mike Tobin had a really great relationship with somebody in his network, and that has turned into all kinds of opportunities. Thank you, Mike, for sharing your story. You know, it doesn't take long to realize that in voiceover, we can find and work with clients around the world. And while that may be really interesting and fun, there's still a lot to be said for having a great local client and maybe go beyond the usual email chain, record, deliver, and that whole routine. A few years ago, I had the good fortune of being referred to a creative agency in my city that I wasn't familiar with at the time. They do a lot of branding work, graphic design, but they also do some animated video. Anyways, the initial job was just a trade show video, pretty simple. And like any VO job I do, I tried to follow the whole business 101 strategies like quick response times, asking questions about the project, uh, under-promise, over-deliver is a big thing for me. But one thing that I think really makes a difference with a local client is really simple. A phone call. You know, you have so many opportunities for common ground and easy conversation to build a relationship when you live in the same city, especially something as simple as the weather, as silly as it sounds. So it was great to actually get on the phone and speak to the people that I was working with and start to build a little bit of a relationship with them. We completed that job together, and not long after that, they contacted me for another one, and another one, and I'm really happy that today I can count them as one of my best clients. So, when the time came for me to find some help with some graphics challenges I was having with my website, who did I reach out to? And no, not hoping to get a deal or anything like that, they were just a company that I knew I trusted, so it only made sense. We were able to meet for lunch, discuss my needs. They even shared some upcoming projects that we'd be working on together, so it was really good. Now, recently, they reached out to me in search of a translator for a bilingual project. I was able to recommend someone who I know is amazing, and they thought so too. So, it felt really good to be a resource for them beyond just doing voiceovers. And in a funny twist, they then turned around and invited me to audition for that job, which I booked and got to read from my colleague's impeccable translation. It was, it was a lot of fun, and the project turned out really, really well, so I couldn't be more pleased. So anyways, all that to say that there's really a different and appealing dynamic to working with a local client, and I hope you all get a chance to do it. One of the things that Mike says that I think is really important is that when you're building relationships on a local level, it gives you an opportunity to develop those relationships in a way that you can't do online. I do a ton of work for clients in the United States, in Europe, in the Middle East, and I'm probably never going to meet the vast majority of those people. Our relationship is going to be confined to email, social media, uh, maybe some telephone calls and stuff like that. Every once in a while, maybe a video chat or something, but I'm never really going to have the opportunity to just sit down and hang out with them. And I talked earlier about going in and renewing my membership to the local chamber of commerce. And at the time that I was in there and I was having the conversation with the new ladies who were taking over the chamber, one of them gave me a name and they said, this is somebody that I think that you want to get connected with because he does a lot of video production on a local level and he does a lot of video production for us as a chamber. So she gave me his name and I came home and I looked him up and I went onto his website and watched some of his videos 
And then I reached out to him and just said, hey, Dean, I was in the local Chamber of Commerce office the other day renewing my membership. And one of the ladies suggested that you're somebody that it might be good for me to get in touch with. So I wanted to reach out and see if there's an opportunity for us to talk a little bit more about the work that you do. And about 24 hours later, I got an email back from him and he couldn't believe that there was a voice actor that actually lived in the same small town as he does. And we figured out that our kids actually go to the same school. And so we are going to go out for breakfast here in a couple of weeks because I'm going to be traveling to WovoCon in Vegas. So when I get home from WovoCon in Vegas, we've already set up a meeting to uh, go out for breakfast. We're going to sit down, have a conversation. I'm going to get an opportunity to find out a little bit more about the work that he does, have a chance to chat face to face, which is so fun. And, and like Mike said, building those relationships on a local level. It does give you an opportunity to do it in a way that you can't otherwise. And so I'm really looking forward to the opportunity to going out and having breakfast and building that relationship. The other thing that I want to point out that Mike said that I think is really important is being a resource for your client. I am always looking for ways that I can throw value add into the relationships that I have with my clients. And sometimes that means that I'm going to refer them to other voice actors because maybe I'm not the right voice. You know, maybe they're looking for a female or maybe they're looking for an accent or maybe they're looking for a particular language. Maybe they're looking for a specific type of voice. And that's why I keep a network of voice actors and I can make those types of referrals. But sometimes I'll have a client come to me, maybe they're a, a business owner and they want to get a video created and they know that they need voiceover and they've asked me to tell their story but they also need to get connected with a video production company who can help them do that. And so I'm able to give them some names and some references to some of the production companies that I work with that I know do really great work. And so being a resource for your clients, I think, is incredibly important. Always looking for ways that you can add value. So thank you, Mike, for sharing that story. And I hope you guys will take away from that. Go out for coffee with somebody in your own community and spend a little bit of time getting to know them on a little bit deeper and more personal level. Because I think there's a lot of good things that can come from that as you build that relationship and expand your network. Now, talking about working with local companies, it doesn't get much more local than Karen's story. Listen to what she has to say. I'm a British voiceover with just over four years' experience. I work from my own studio and I get a lot of my work through freelancer websites, but I also have independent clients who either contact me through my website or sometimes through other platforms like Facebook or LinkedIn. About two years ago, I was made redundant from my job in a high school where I worked alongside a special needs teacher called Suzanne. I knew Suzanne had a brother, Martin Gould, who was an entrepreneur, but I'd never actually met him. He lives about 10 miles away from me in a little Yorkshire town called Home Firth. Think of Last of the Summer Wine, Nora Batty and all that. If you don't know it, I'm sure you can Google it. One day, I got a private message through LinkedIn from Martin, who had seen a post on the Yorkshire Mafia group about my voiceover work. He said that he knew I'd worked with his sister at the school and would I be interested in sending some samples for some explainer videos about his new company, Waiboo UK. I of course agreed and he sent me a demo script, which I recorded and sent off and then forgot about. 
At that time, I was just starting out full-time in my voiceover career, so my rates were quite low, and although I was getting work, it wasn't quite paying the bills yet. So I was relying on my redundancy money and my lovely husband and family to keep me afloat. Anyway, a few days later, Martin came back to me, saying that they loved my samples and would I become the voice of Waiboo UK. He offered me proper industry rates and wanted to start with three explainer videos and some short clips to go on social media, etc. Since then, I've recorded about eight more explainers and cutdowns for the company. I've also done a live interview for Waiboo UK at a conference in London, interviewing Ricky Gervais or David Brent lookalike Tom Oliver as part of the advertising campaign. So, for me, the local angle has worked out really well so far. Waiboo UK goes from strength to strength, they appeared on Dragon's Den a few weeks ago, and gives me lots of content to post on social media to advertise my services too. I've recorded hundreds of projects for clients from all over the world now, from e-learning to commercials, telephone messages to more explainers. But I feel that it was this contact that gave me the confidence and impetus to get my voiceover career moving. You never know what's around the corner. Quite literally, in some cases. What if there was a production company that was literally just a couple of miles down the road, but you didn't even know it because you've never even looked? Or what if there is a production company that's just a couple of miles down the road and you did know it, but you've never gone and walked in and knocked on the door and brought them coffee and some donuts and said, hey, I'm a voice actor. Let's sit down and have a conversation. So good on Karen for knowing that there's a lot of opportunities on the local level and for going out there and finding them. The thing that Karen said that really stood out to me, though, is something that I've been doing for a long time and I always encourage other people to do in their marketing. Basically, she's become a fan of this client. And so as she does projects with them, she said it gives her a lot of content to post on social media so that she can not only advertise her services, but ultimately she's doing a value add to her clients as well. Because every time that video goes out or every time she shares one of those projects, if she mentions that company whether it's on LinkedIn or on Twitter or on Instagram, it creates more exposure for that video company, for that production company. And so she's become a fan of her clients. And I think that's a really smart thing to do. One of the things that you need to do, if you're not already, every time you finish a project, I want you to set a reminder in your CRM for about 30 days. And maybe this is going to vary depending on the nature of the project, but 30 days is a good place to start. Every time you finish a project, you set this reminder for 30 days out to contact the client and ask them how the project went and whether or not you can get a copy for demo purposes. Or maybe you're going to go online and you're going to find the project. And then you're going to reach out to them and say, hey, I saw the video that we worked on together. It turned out fantastic. May I have your permission to share that video on social media and use it for demo purposes? So there's a couple of things that are happening here. First of all, it's given you a really great opportunity to get yourself top of mind with this client 30 days after the job was done. Second of all, it's potentially giving you some new content for your reel. Yeah, we all go out and we get our professional demos made and we load them up into VoiceSam, but one of the things that's nice about VoiceSam is that you can add individual tracks later on down the road. So maybe one of these projects comes back that you really like and you're really proud of, grab a clip from it, throw it into your VoiceSam player. 
So you are staying top of mind. You're giving yourself some new content potentially for demo purposes. You're giving yourself some new content that you can post on your website. You're giving yourself some new content that you can share on social media. And you're creating another form of marketing, word of mouth marketing for your client, which is going to be really great as well. Don't you love it when people share your work? So think about how great it would be for the production companies that you're working with if you're sharing the stuff that they're doing. You're helping to spread the word. You know, I work on a lot of explainer videos, and I will share some of those videos, which has a twofold benefit. Because now I'm sharing the work of the production company, and they're getting credit for the work that they've done. But it's also exposing that startup that created that explainer video to my entire network, which could potentially lead to business opportunities for them as well. So I think it's really important to always find ways to be a fan of your client. And so guys, with all of these stories, I hope it's got you thinking a little bit differently about how to do some marketing on a local level. Remember Rick McIver's story. Remember the fact that everything you do is marketing and you never know who might hear your voice. Remember what Andrew W. Barclay said. Think about those personal relationships from your past. Could one of them turn into a dream customer like what happened for Andrew? Remember what Amy Roach said. Who is in your network and who is part of your past life that could potentially benefit from the services that you're offering in your new career life in voiceover? Be like Mike Tobin. Get connected with people on a local level. Go out for coffee, for breakfast, for lunch. Walk down to the studio. Meet them face-to-face, shake their hands, and work on building those relationships in a way that you can't do with clients that you're exclusively working with online. And like Karen Allen, find out who's local, work on the opportunities, and then become a fan. Because it's going to give you tons of new content that you can now not only use to market yourself, but that you can use to become a fan of the production company as well. Guys, thanks so much for listening to this episode. Thank you again for leaving your reviews wherever fine podcasts are given away for free. Apple Podcasts, Google Play, Spotify, Stitcher, Podbean. And remember, you can listen to episodes anytime at vopreneur.com. Every episode of the podcast is available online at vopreneur.com. I'd love to see you active in the Facebook community as well because that's what inspires a lot of these podcasts and that's where I collect a lot of the stories from. So if you're not already a member, facebook.com forward slash groups forward slash vopreneur. Thanks so much for listening, guys. And I'll catch you on the next one. The Everyday Vopreneur Podcast. Available everywhere fine podcasts are given away for free. Mostly, we think. Your number one marketing tool is your voiceover demos. When you're posting them online, you want to be sure they're playable on any device and with any browser. The Voice Amp Player does exactly that. Sign up at msvo.me slash msvoicesam and receive three months of Voice Amp for the price of one. Sign up now at msvo.me slash msvoicesam. That's a wrap. And that's a wrap. Thanks for hanging in. Thanks for hanging out. Want more VOPreneur goodness? Jump online at VOPreneur.com.